What is up, Crush Crew? I'm Bernadette Joy, your favorite rich auntie and your host of the Crush Your Money Goals podcast. Since starting in 2018, I've paid off $300,000 of debt, built my first million dollars of net worth, and grew from this podcast to a full financial education company that just crossed its first half million dollars in revenue. And along the way, I've met some incredible thought leaders and experts in the fields of personal finance, career, and entrepreneurship. And you will have the joy of meeting one of my favorite people as this season's co-host. Hola, hola. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez, the founder of the Women's Wealth Effect, where I focus my time as an investing and career coach to help women like you reach financial independence with confidence. I'm also a debt-free millionaire after paying off over $420,000 in debt and now live in Portugal with my amazing husband and two children after 15 years climbing the corporate ladder in the global tech industry. Thanks to the investing and career knowledge, I am so passionate about sharing with you. Welcome to season six of Crush Your Money Goals, The Women's Wealth Effect. Hola, hola, everybody. Welcome to the Crush Your Money Goals podcast season six. We're talking about all things the women's wealth effect this season. And we're recording live from the Moo Moo podcast stage at FinCon in New Orleans. And this is a very special episode because we are sitting here, Bernadette and I, with our two amazing partners. I'll speak for you, Bernadette. Our amazing partners, (laughs) AJ and Joseph. Um, And we're going to talk about some things, all things couples and money, but more so flip the script and ask them questions today. Yes. Yes. Uh, We did not give them any much warning before this. So AJ was asking Uh -uh. why he didn't get a glass of wine like Like Joseph did. (laughs) Like Joseph got to have before this. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll preface this, right? Couples have to figure out how to compromise and make the ship float. And Joseph is actually in Lisbon, Portugal today while I'm here at FinCon sitting here with Bernadette and AJ live. Thank you, Joseph. he stayed back with the two littles and he's made in the fort for the week. An um, amazing dad. Yeah. My pleasure. And mom gets to do Thank that you. next Thank week you. whenever he goes to Austin for a week. Yeah, so, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a trade-off. It's yeah. a trade-off. There you go. Well, we are excited to have y'all. And Steph and I wanted to do this episode because we have a lot of conversations, obviously, with other women. And if you are tuning into this podcast for the first time, just some background. Uh, both couples here are debt-free. Yep. Both couples are millionaire yep. status. Both couples are pursuing financial independence outside of the U.S. Uh, And we're both couples of color. And couples Mm. of color. Um, Some differences, and why I'm really excited to hear from your perspective, Joseph, too, is Joseph and Steph have two cute and very rambunctious boys. Yes, we do. Uh, well, AJ That's and I, it. yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of me and my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, they do remind me a lot of you and your brother. Uh, and AJ and I are child free and both couples have kind of entrepreneurial things going on. have had corporate mm-hmm. experiences as well. Both husbands have kind of roots in real estate, which is interesting. Yeah. And so we decided to kind of bring that all together, but we wanted to provide our listeners the perspective from our other halves yeah. on what the journey has been like for them. So, you know, it'd be fun. Yeah. Actually, what if we, uh, how about I interview your husband and you, you interview uh, mine? Yes, let's do this. 
<laughs> so since sounds, sounds scary already. <laughs> sounds scary already. Are y'all terrified yet, AJ? Have you already prepared questions? Or no. Are you just gonna be uh, to be fair? We cuff? have not. We, wow. we will speak okay. from All our right. hearts. Yes. Okay. I like that. Yes. I'll pretend we're in Lisbon, Portugal, just having nice dinner. <laughs> yeah, pretend like we're not even recording. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to throw the first question to husband number one here, uh, Joseph. So my understanding from the conversations I've had with Steph was that you were actually the first one to get introduced into FIRE. And I want to hear more from you of yeah. like, how did you find out about it? And what appealed about the FIRE movement to you? Well, first off, to answer the question in short, yes, I was the first one in our relationship to want to pursue FIRE. I found out about it probably like a lot of people who were not educated in finances through YouTube. Mm. Um, being in real estate, there's a ton of real estate marketing stuff going on. There's, hey, how do you invest? And all of a sudden, I start seeing these videos for FIRE. And I'm like, what is FIRE? Right? I'm thinking real estate FIRE or who knows what. And I click on it and they start talking about finances. And probably what two three four years i'm like deep in the weeds and this stuff trying to mm. figure it out and uh and then ultimately i decided you know what i think stephanie would probably want to go on this journey as well you know we've been together for at that point in time i guess or like together almost eight years at that point in time mm. that i started presenting it to her and we were working like dogs making the money that we've made and uh and she you know, I, I said, hey, let's read a book this Christmas. And I gave her the book. And I always get the title wrong, Stephanie. You can tell me what the title Quit is. Quit Like so a Millionaire. We'll link like it in the show notes. Yeah, and it's a great book. And very down-to-earth couple. And so I, you know, said, hey, I think this is something we can do if this is what, you know, if you're interested in it. The other thing that I'd like to say is I'm always trying to find a shortcut to get things done. Right. <laughs> um, we'll call it we'll call it efficiency. efficiency. Stephanie used to call it laziness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I was like, how do we stop working as hard as we're working um, and get to a lifestyle that we can enjoy? And as we're preparing to have kids, be able to enjoy our kids, right, for the time being as much as possible. So, yeah, that's how, how we got down this road, rabbit hole, whatever you want to call it. You know, and the other thing is, Joseph has, when we first met, he was like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Oh. He always knew he wanted to be a millionaire. And where, yeah, wherever true. that came from, right, that was something that was definitely in his mind. And I was like, that is greedy. Mm. Like, in, in my head, like, this idea of riches and wealth was like, I don't know, steal from the rich, give to the poor or something. I don't know what it was. But yeah. I had to really just kind of think about, like, what does millionaire mean to me? And I think that's also why I wanted to build the Women's Wealth Effect, because I wanted women to be able to work through that mindset around more money doesn't mean more problems in the way of like a, a greed or not being humble, right? Mm, mm, yeah. yeah, we definitely had a conversations, AJ and Bernadette, Sophie and I, about her feelings about money whenever I would talk about being a millionaire ah, versus right. the way I felt about it. I felt freedom thinking about that, right? And I didn't know that Stephanie felt that way for so long until she obviously started presenting that. I was like, oh. I don't think it's greedy at all. You know how many mm -hmm. people are billionaires in the world? They're, you know, yeah, there's different personalities and that's a whole nother conversation. But mm -hmm. being a millionaire doesn't mean you're greedy, right? And I think something else that now. But, you know, I, having conversations outside of yourself, not with family, because most people don't have those conversations. 
most people don't talk about money. And so I think that was also a difficult thing that we figured out how to do as well, right, as a couple. Yeah, and I, I can it. I can relate to what Stephanie said because I think growing up, watching, um, you know, the like Scrooge McDuck yeah. and you know all those like uh, <laughs> quote unquote millionaires, they were yeah, they were the greedy, they were evil, they were whatever. And I, I, <coughs> I think like what, Tiny Tim, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I think what Joseph, what you said. Um, I think the FIRE movement, the financial independence is a way to a different perspective on, you know, whether you're a millionaire or not, financial independence is really, is the goal, right? Yeah. 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 And I think most people in the FIRE community are trying to help each other better understand money versus, oh, let's go figure out a way to make more money and hurt other people or however people think millionaires keep it secret. Yeah. 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 I love that. So husband number two. Yes. AJ, (laughs) you guys have reached your fire number officially. Congratulations. Thank you. Big, big, like clap claps. What are your thoughts on life on the other side? Like, and you could, you could answer this question of like, I could just quit and you know, what's your, what's your ultimate dream. But Mm -hmm. like, what do you think about even emotionally and how you want to take the next step in the fire journey. I think to answer the first question on how I feel, especially taking the next step is more of a a relief. Not exasperated, but just kind of like, you know, like, uh, okay, it's, you know, we've accomplished something that we like so much worries do kind of go out of the, go out the window. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's, you know, kind of that excitement to get to that point. Where, you know, I to be honest, I, I don't know exactly what I'll be doing, you know, in the next few years or once we reach our ultimate, you know, fire goals. But I think from then on, it's just more whatever it's going to be. There's just a big weight off of my shoulders, off of our shoulders and be able to really enjoy life and also spend more time and help other people and then spend more time with family and, and really connecting with friends rather than keep thinking about okay we got to get to the next goal the next thing right what, what am i going to do next yeah yeah what do you really find joy in outside of the emotional part mm-hmm. what is aj's dream month or year let's put it year let's go into the long i term. like this i like this i love that i'm not asking the question this is great i want to hear this did she set this up this. for you <laughs> i totally did not actually they're just amazing <laughs> i mean they just came, like ground us on where we are they just came off this trip to korea and just the look on both of their faces is like, we just came back from mm-hmm. Disneyland. Yeah. So I'm interested. I think for me, like a dream month or even a year, I'm such a kind of even keeled person. I think to be honest, like spa time, I'm very much like introverted where I just want to relax and, you know, get pampered. <laughs> and like, I, you know, I think if I were to close my eyes and see like a dream time would be like in Bali where... You know, you're just like laying back, sipping on whatever cocktails. Floating you know. in a yeah, tub floating, of lotus like leaves. <laughs> warm, like bath water or whatever, or warm swimming pool. And, you know, then getting a massages later. I'm sorry, that's just, yeah, now I'm getting a little too much uh, <laughs> of like, the, all, like relaxation. I Love mean, I hate it. to say it. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, just that's relaxing. Awesome. Yeah, I mean... Treat yourself, treat, you know. Joseph and I definitely do many a couple massage. Mm-hmm. And the last time we did it for our anniversary, we were like, we need more time here. Right? Why are we having mm-hmm. to leave this place? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah. interestingly, you know, in our situation, I was the one who started out with the fire yeah. stuff and had to share with him, yeah. you know, what that was. And so, AJ, would you mind sharing? Yeah, like, What was your thought when you were approached about the fire? I think well, from what I've heard also from other people, too, I think I can relate where it was like, will we ever really get there? Right. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's so much, you yeah. know, money. Yeah. It's, you know, so like, how, how are we going to attain this? You know, and then all of a sudden it ha- not all of a sudden, but, you know, we, we've gotten to that point where now it's like, oh, all I can of a sudden really- seven years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but all of a sudden could be, you know, yeah, that seven it was seven plus years or whatnot. But in the grand scheme of our life, we're still that's you exactly know, what I was thinking yeah. in my head. Like we say all of a sudden. But like 10 years from now, we're going to be saying all of a sudden, we're going to be like, we were sitting around the table at FinCon yesterday. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of life. You know, years do start to go by really fast Mm -hmm. in our age. (laughs) I'm curious for you, Joseph, because I know you have an interesting like family dynamic. And Mm -hmm. I would love to hear, you know, what have been the thoughts of your family and friends on pursuing financial independence? And then, you know, for you as a dad, what does that mm. look like for you in being able to parent? There's not been a lot of conversation about our financial situation with my family. Mm. Right? I think my parents, they're both very proud of myself and then of Stephanie, right? Mm-hmm. Us as a couple. Mm-hmm. They think that um, he really uh, married up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I can see that. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, AJ. But... You know, we don't have a lot of conversations about money from that perspective. A lot of my family members are entrepreneurs and we do talk about business often. Ah, right? yeah. Um, and so, so that's always interesting to talk about, you know, hey, who's buying what and who's, what company's thinking about buying this land for oil or mm. Airbnbs or whatever, right? Um, and so we have several entrepreneurs in our family. Now, when it comes to, you know, being a dad and raising kids, you know, one of the conversations Stephanie and I had many, my gosh, probably as Ben was getting ready to be born or right after he was born, was how are we going to raise our kids to know about money? And, you know, one of the contentious, I would call it contentious conversations maybe that we had was, mm-hmm. do we tell them that we are millionaires, number one? And number oh. two, do we give them things, right? Like, or do we make them earn it, oh. right? And so that was one of the things I was like, mm-hmm. me personally, I don't think we necessarily have to tell them that we're millionaires, but I don't think they have to do it out. We don't make them do it out necessarily, right? Right. Um, but we do make them earn things. And so they need to learn the value, not just of a dollar, but of earning that dollar, right, themselves. And so, you know, as a parent, you know, raising these kids, our kids think that jumping on an airplane is a normal thing. So Very normal. Like, okay, how do we... They've Do traveled more that, than most that? people I know in the mm-hmm. U.S. Yeah, they really have. I mean, yeah. more than I yeah. did up until I was 23, 24, yeah, right? Yeah, 20s for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to answer that that last question, I think this is going to be something that we learn from other people that have already paved this road, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and just studying them and how they're raising kids and how their kids are turning out. And there's lots of books on it now. And one of the books that I read, I think it was Everyday Millionaire, one of these books, I can't remember yeah. what it was. And well, one of the studies they did was any kid who thought their parents had a lot of money did as little as possible to earn money and Whoa. then lived. Yeah. yeah. And then they would try to um, get money from their parents to supplement the lifestyle that they wanted versus 
finding the job or getting the education they needed for that, right? And so that is something that sticks in my head as we, you know, our kids are only two and four, but mm-hmm. as they get older, how do we make sure that they're working to get what they want? But us also knowing that they're going to get our money at the end of the day, but they don't have to know that. I think it's also a reframe, right, of how do we help them understand the value of money, the power of it, how do we help them see like the everyday lives that Joe and I have as entrepreneurs and being able to do something to help people? Like we mm-hmm. talk about like the fact that jo- Joseph's mantra in his business has always been hashtag help others, like from the beginning. And, you know, I talk to the boys about, you know, mom being able to help other women and we see- let them come in, you know, in our room when we're on Zoom calls. Like we don't shun them from that for the most part, unless it's like 10 p.m. at night, they need to be in bed. But I think we're trying to be in a space of including them in what's going on so that they can ask questions so they can see what to us is normal but at the same time also recognize that our value is not only in our work right Right. so i hope that they go off and do some type of work in the world and for sure compensated for what they do but that they don't feel like it's all end all defining in of themselves Mm -hmm. i don't want them to be in the position that i was in Right. Four years ago, five years ago, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I think identity is a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree, right? And every kid's going to be different. All of us as human beings are different. I want to throw this question back at you guys, AJ and Bernadette. You guys being, you know, we talked about us having kids, you guys not having kids, right? I don't know if you guys plan on having kids. We've never had any deep conversations about that. But if mm-hmm. you don't have kids or don't plan on having kids, have you guys come up with a, and again, you're just, you're hitting that fire number. And so of course there's a lot of excitement there, but yeah. what are your plans with your money? Do you plan on, you know, spending it all and, and uh, living the life or <laughs> do you have other plans or what are you guys thinking as you look, you know, 10, 20, 30, hopefully I, you live a lot longer than that. 40, oh yeah. 50 years down the road. Yeah. I'm laughing because we literally just had this conversation mm-hmm. pretty recently. So AJ and I just came back from this eight day tour in Korea with a bunch of 50 and 60 year olds. It was like a group of 20 of us who we all love K-dramas and all of the people on the tour basically were like, wow, y'all are so lucky that you're doing this so young because everyone else was much older than us. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty intensive, like physically to be able mm-hmm. to like travel to all these different places. And we had to climb lots of stairs and stuff. And they were like, this is, might be my last time ever going a lot of them somewhere were saying that. so i might as well wow. do it now wow. yeah right yeah so that got us having a conversation throughout the trip just in the last couple of days of what we want things to look like and so aj was explaining to some of these women about this concept of like net, net zero. zero so do you want to share that aj yeah no i think i mean i don't know where how it came up but it's just the philosophy of uh a net zero life, basically. <laughs> I mean, it sounds morbid or selfish or, you know, <laughs> maybe where we die with literally zero dollars yeah. into our name, right? Yeah. You know, people will say, oh, that sounds selfish. You're just going to blow it all or whatever. But, you know, why do we have to, I mean, and we were explaining this, why do we have to wait till we die before, like Joseph, you mentioned, you know, we, we don't plan to have kids, but we have nieces and nephews, right? Or other family members or friends yeah. that even friends right or, or their friends kids that we will will spend money on them and with them to be able to experience so that they have these memories of us with them and not having to wait till we pass away and then they get whatever inherited money versus like actually sharing these experiences with them so getting down to that net zero really means 
like using that money wisely, of course. Sure. But spending it, you know, while we are alive and we are able and capable of moving around and traveling to visit our friends and and nieces and nephews and things like that. I love that for you. Yeah. And yeah, you know, what I think you. is is interesting is in particular, we had a conversation with a woman on the trip and we get this a lot, which is I always point to you guys as my counterpoint. People can't always, do it. Yeah, people you guys be like, kids. yeah, they're always like, yeah, well, we not. have kids, so we can't do what you did. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. I know plenty of people, yeah. one couple in particular who is achieving it with two kids. So that's not an excuse use really and so i would love to hear from y'all like what are the nuances of trying to achieve fire when you're also raising young kids at the same time that's not something that aj and i can really speak to yeah yeah i'll start yeah Yeah. you guys didn't realize i love to talk and that's why i'm on calls (laughs) (laughs) you know there's a obviously there's lots of nuances to it right yeah. I think whenever we were in Singapore mm-hmm. uh, a year and a half ago and, and living there for about four years, that helped quite a bit, right? We still had our house in the U.S. We got lucky, I would say, and sold at the top of the market. Or we, we could say that I'm a professional real estate agent, so, you know, I'm really good at my job. But let's just be honest, the market was what the market was. For, yeah. For why we all know why it was. And then, you know, having the help that we had and having Stephanie's work take care of our, our living expenses there. I think a lot of those things helped us with that process. And then when the kids started coming into play, I don't think we thought a lot about like, oh, what are we... The, the kids weren't the hindrance. Fire, they weren't like a, yeah, oh the, my God. Yeah, because we weren't thinking about buying a million dollar house or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. We're not spending all this... Stephanie and I are not big shoppers. We don't buy a lot of crazy things. The only things that I'm probably the most expensive one in the relationship, right? Um, and that's because I buy a lot of tech stuff, but mm-hmm. we utilize that for our business as well, right? So it's also yeah. business write-off. So the kids were never a thought of, oh man, we're going to need to, you know, reach this number in order to hit fire, and we need to do it because do these add this extra money because of our kids, right? Mm-hmm. I think I read something or one of the guys that was on used to be on Dave Ramsey's thing, and not to bring Dave Ramsey into the conversation, but mm-hmm. Chris Hogan said something that was really compelling to me not to me directly but to everybody on the internet (laughs) (laughs) he spoke to my soul but he said your money is your money it's not your kids money first off you earned it you deserve it and then it's like if you're in an airplane when they say you need to put on your oxygen mask you got to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. before you can take care of them Right. right and so that's where I think Stephanie and I decided we need to make this money for ourselves and then we can take care of our kids because we're in a position to do that the way we want to do it. And then we can start talking about how do we want to adjust our finances so that we can build them up so whenever they're ready to be adults or they become adults, they are also set to start taking their lives into control, but having a little bit of a head start, right? And so, mm-hmm. of course, there's daycare and all these other things that go into that, but I'll let Stephanie yeah. take it from here. I think a couple things. Number one, Joe and I have had conversations about what we envisioned for our lives for a long time. Like we were talking about how, you know, oh my gosh, 10, 11, 12 years ago, we were like, we want to live in Europe at some point. And here we are living in Europe now. Like how in the world did that happen? And it was like, we had this idea of what we wanted to accomplish. And we just made sure that we were checking in on the fact that every decision we were making was getting us closer to that goal. Whether it was Joseph supporting me heavily in 
growing my career, us making the decision to move to Singapore. And I mean, Joseph could have gone all in on real estate at that point in time and said, hey, I'm growing my business here in Texas. We can't move. But he didn't do that, right? He saw the potential in the move to Singapore. It was the right strategic thing for us to do. I think us coming to the like terms of the conversation of like, this is burning you out. What do we need to do was a really important thing on the back end of it. But still, Joseph was always really supportive in is this decision that we're making going to get us closer to that end goal? When it comes to the kids, in my mind, I'm like, money's one thing, but we're also trying to set themselves up to be like good people, contributing citizens to society, right? All these and have soft skills to like survive in the world. There's a lot of shit going on and we want them to be the most in tune with themselves, have other experiences that we didn't have. And I think as long as they have really good mindset, we're not dumping all of our emotional baggage on them. And we're like doing things that we need to do ourselves as people to be the best parents. Mm -hmm. They're going to be okay. The Mm -hmm. money around it and how we support them is certainly a privilege and, you know, a luxury but we worked very hard for that so that we could, you know, be in that position. So side note, I yeah. think Ben will be like a mayor somewhere <laughs> or something. He's going to be <laughs> leading a Let bunch of people somewhere. Don't hurt his feelings because he'll tell you hey, the way you spoke to me hurt my feelings. Oh. Like, I didn't like it. So yeah, he's, He's four and he's in tune with his feelings. Yeah. You guys are definitely raising some good humans. I think I enjoyed what you guys heard or I enjoyed what I heard from what you guys said. And it sounds like you guys made some intentional decisions. But what I didn't hear was because of the kids, you guys didn't make excuses. You weren't saying like, oh, no, because the kids have to stay in the school or, you know, oh, we can't move here and there because our kids aren't going to adjust well. You kind of made those decisions intentionally too. And we're calling this out specifically because AJ and I get this feedback all the time when people hear that we're financially independent. Oh, it's because you don't have kids. But here's the last thing I'll say on this one. And and hopefully it makes it super clear. We are going to pay for things that we want our kids to have when it comes to like school and other stuff, right? Because we want them to have the right experiences that we believe that they should have. Mm -hmm. And if it comes at a cost and expense, that's fine. We'll go figure out how to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But we also have a mindset of money is abundant we can make it happen. Our worst case scenario is Joseph and I have to go back to a traditional job. Right. We probably never will, right? We will figure out what we need to do as entrepreneurs and our businesses to go and transform people's lives and give them value and all the things that we want to do. Like we're not building our businesses off of like hope shows and butterflies. Like right. We feel like what we are doing is helping people. So yeah, I mean, our kids may be an expense, but it's not an excuse. Right. Mm. I like Ooh, that. That's exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I want. You need to post on that, girl. I, I didn't want to say an excuse, but people will say, we'll use them as excuses for themselves yeah. that, that they don't want to do it, but they'll use the kids as an excuse. Versus this, if this is the reason we need to become financial independent mm-hmm. is, you know, to yeah. model what we want these yeah. kids to do, right? So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. There were nights, right, where I would work from whatever time Stephanie was done with her work or somewhere around there until like four or five o'clock in the morning the next day. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was after doing my other stuff that I needed to do. And so the kids were never an excuse. They were always a motivator for us to get it done so that we could spend the time with them. Right. So if I'm dog tired the next day from busting my hump, well, guess what? I got to wake up. We got to have breakfast. You know, we got to spend time with them. And again, we had help. So that helped a lot. And anybody that's around grandparents or whatever have you, it's great. We paid for that help. 
Mm-hmm. It was we an investment. In, it was an investment <laughs> in ourselves so we could do what we needed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So yeah, I think I think anybody who's listening to this that is a parent, you can find a way if you want to find a way and add that extra income. The whatever you need to do to add that extra income, and I know there's different situations for everybody, but yeah. if you're using your kids as an excuse, try to use them as a motivator and see if that changes. Mm-hmm. Right. I love That's that. Excellent. I love that. So we'll leave on this like last since we have a few minutes left here. As husbands, I'll throw it to Joseph because it's not so much about me when I'm saying it to Joseph, right? But like, what is it like to be married to a badass woman and supporting someone else's dreams other than just yours? Oh, you know, I don't know how AJ feels about this. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll have another, we'll have a glass of wine in person yeah. talk more in depth, not in front of the ladies. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, whenever you guys were here, I, you guys came here for a couple of weeks and we got to see you and hang out and AJ and I had lunch and we talk, kind of talked about our wives just for a bit. Mm-hmm. And, it, it is, first off, it's a great feeling to have women that are aspirational, women that mm-hmm. are wanting to help other people grow. And as you said, Bernadette, just badasses in general. I think it takes a solid man, not calling a Dani the most solid man in the world, because I know there's some really good people out there, but it takes a solid man to stand next to and or behind um, a strong spouse, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it is probably one of the happiest things that I could be also proud of, not that I like this dad figure or anything for my wife, but, you know, just be excited for Stephanie that she's even where you guys are at FinCon right now in New Orleans. And this is her second year going to do this and just following her passion. It is amazing to be able to, to see that and see her step into her light as a human being to go out and help people. But I'll let AJ talk, talk about his side of things. No, I, I think I agree with you. Everything that you said there, I, I think I'm also proud and excited to, you know, when I see Bernadette, you know, I might not show it necessarily all the time in my face, but inside I am super proud. And, um, and I think, you know, when she comes back and yeah, she has her own challenges listening to people, but I, I think too, like what you said, we know that both Bernadette, Stephanie, and all the other badass women out there are helping people. And I can set easily set my ego aside because I ultimately want to help people also. And if it's through supporting, standing beside, behind Bernadette or my, my wife, then our partner, then, you know, to me, that makes me the happiest person in the world. That's the most emotion he's expressed. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I have to ask him, I'm like, it. are you excited? He's like, on the inside. <laughs> Joseph had to ask me that a lot, of, a lot of times. Like, you know, when we paid off our debt, when we reached, you know, millionaire, he's like, are you excited? And I'm like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like that too. Yeah, yeah I was take, like that take too. A moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, take a moment, please. Just like, show some emotion. <laughs> <laughs> you, we just accomplished something massive right now. Please, just show some emotion. So, yeah. 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 It's well, there. It's there. It's there. It's just behind yeah. some faces, but it's there. It's an interesting thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so I'll leave this one thing. So if people want to follow you guys individually on what you're doing, where should people find you? So, Joseph, where should people find you if people want to follow your journey? Oh, my, oh my gosh. I don't know if anybody wants to follow me. <laughs> I, I posted. I had one on a posting today. Um, but you can find me on Facebook. That's probably going to be a hard place to find me because it's Joseph Maynard Gonzalez, and there's probably 5,000 Joseph Maynard Gonzalez. We will link it in the show notes. Um, and then on Instagram, it's Coach Joseph Gonzalez. I don't post there as much, but 
I tag him in a lot of stuff. You can find him. Now y'all know who he is. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram to look at it and make sure I know. Analog Joy <laughs> underscore. The underscore is at the end because I want to make sure. He literally uh, pulled up his phone to look at his own Instagram profile for his own handle. <laughs> I think by the my, way, guys. My Twitter doesn't have the underscore, so I just want to make sure. But but yes, I am on Analog Joy on Instagram, basically uh, kind of promoting mindfulness and just fighting digital fatigue, you know, kind of spending time off the phone, away from the screens, and really just enjoying life. In a spa and, in uh, Bali. Exactly, right. <laughs> and connecting with people and, and the community. That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you both for joining us on this impromptu. Like, literally, we hopped them onto the mics and we're like, we're not yeah. going to tell you what we're going to talk about. You're just going to... You guys did great. Talk. I love it. We're very proud of you both. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And Thank so you. we appreciate you all for listening to this very special live recording from the Moo Moo podcast stage at FinCon in New Orleans. And we will be back hopefully for more episodes. So stay tuned and thanks for listening. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crush Your Money Goals Season 6, The Women's Wealth Effect. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Your feedback helps us spread the wealth of knowledge to more women like you. If you'd like to work with me to help you create clarity, control, and confidence with your financial independence journey, you can snag my free early retirement planner at womenswealtheffect.com forward slash planner. And if you'd like to work with me to kickstart your financial freedom plan, you can grab my free guide on the 10 money tools you need right now at crushyourmoneygoals.com slash free guide. Stay tuned for the next episode.